0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila. And today we are recording episode number 30, question mark. I feel like I just released episode 30, but I could be wrong and it just could be episode 31 and I'm just very, very behind. Whatever the case is, it's May. Baseball is just blooming right now as we like to say in the may months um but yeah it, it's going pretty well we have a lot of topics to talk about a lot of things that we are going to hit and some things that we may not talk about just because right now it's that stretch of the season i just double checked and it is episode number 30 but um i just it's that stress of stretch i'm sorry of the season where there's a bunch of things going on But at the same time, there isn't in a way. It's almost like it's the second month of baseball and teams are starting to settle in and you're starting to see those mid-seasons form. Like, mid-seasons form, form in a way. Which isn't unfortunate, you know, for some cases because obviously you don't want to see some of your best hitters or your favorite team already perform like it's late June. Or early july but hey it is what it is that's baseball for you but anyways we have some excited things to talk about this is my first episode in a long time sorry about that delay but hey we're on a sprint now summer is almost going to start i have a week two weeks left of school my last this is my last like real week of school and then i have finals week which will be torture but that means we're almost done with that, a lot more baseball things are gonna happen. So I'm super excited for that part just to get school off of my plate and kind of turn my focus to the things I love the most, which is this. So super excited to get started with that. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna get on a grind. We're gonna talk about a couple of things. I did want to announce something really quick that I have joined the Sports Stat Network company community, and I will now be a correspondent. For their website and write articles about baseball on there having to do with statistics all of those fun things and I'm super excited for that so I just joined and I'm super excited for the opportunity as well so see more of that on sports.network.com um, Instagram SportsStatNetwork, Twitter SportsStatNetwork, TikTok Sports network. so it's also in my Instagram bio as well so check that out you will be seeing and reading a lot more articles from me um, for the following future to come. So super excited to get started on that, to talk more baseball, because that's just what I love doing. But anyways, let's get underway here. We're going to talk about around five topics, five topics, including our annual standing overview. But we're going to talk about the Yankees, how they're finally out of last place. New York fans, it probably feels good. Um, is it too early for to say that it's the Rays' year? We're going to talk about that. Uh, the Dodgers show the Padres who is the better team in California. That was exciting to watch. And let's see. Have we seen the end of Michael Brantley? We're going to talk about a guy who has not been talked about a lot recently for reasons, yes. But um, yeah, kind of just giving him some love there. And Ending off with our standings overview, as we like to do on this podcast. So yeah, let's just get into it. We got a couple things to talk about, a couple things to dive into. And let's start off with the New York Yankees. They're finally out of last place. God bless, because... It has been a whirlwind for Yankees fans. We know that they're in the competing division. They got the Rays, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. If you haven't heard, the Rays are currently the best p- team in baseball, and they are competing like no other. Um, but yeah, and then they got the Orioles, who have been doing exceptionally well. I feel like they're a little bit underrated so far, but hey, they're doing great. They're just, I want to say, four games behind the Rays. Hey, I'm not going to be surprised if they get neck and neck at the end of the season. The Blue Jays, who are kind of started off rough, but hey, they're back in it in third place. And then the Red Sox are now currently in that last place spot. And the Red Sox struggles continue. But we're not here to talk about those teams. We're here to talk about the New York Yankees, who have not been performing well in past series zits. Prior to, I want to say, this split... They've lost, actually, prior to the series against Oakland Athletics, they lost four of their last five. That's not great. Um, You definitely do not like to see that, especially on this New York team. So, obviously, the struggles have been there. They did, though, recently get the series sweep against the A's, which, in my opinion, was greatly needed. Sometimes you need to face those teams who are playing sub-500 and kickstart it kickstarts your season it kind of gets you and gets you back on track get that sweep win those three games you're looking good and a, another good component from that is that they won each of those three games that they played in oakland or was it in oakland maybe they played at home i think they played um i should probably know this they played at home <laughs> they won each of those three games. In New York, by five runs at least. That's pretty good. So you're not just beating a really bad team by one run, two runs. You're beating them by five. So honestly, I think this was really good source of revitalization for New York, and I think it was exactly what they needed, especially right before you play the Tampa Bay Rays. And so they did that. So they play the Tampa Bay Rays. They split the series. Honestly, if you're a Yankees fan, you'll take it because obviously the Rays are a really good team. But to split that series was really nice, and at least you just didn't lose. So, all I'm saying is, I'm happy for Yankees fans, and I think definitely feel a source of relief for them. But just getting back onto what their schedule kind of looks like, I think that that division is going to be rough just because the Yankees play a lot of division games. And it's going to be hard for them because they haven't really won against teams in their division. Um, they have not won a series against the Rays yet. The Orioles is not looking any better. And kind of just making sure that things get put in a line. You know, the four series that they lost out of five were against the Blue Jays, the Twins, the Rangers, and the Rays. So <laughs> you got the Blue Jays and the Rays who are in your division, and if you can't beat them, that's going to be really hard to do. And I'm not saying that it should be easy because it's not. We obviously know that those teams are really good. So that's what I think the Yankees have to focus on um, team-wise, right? Diving into it unfortunately, they have great players, but it just hasn't been enough when they're playing teams who have a lot of hitting. Volpe's hitting. Bader's hitting. Anthony Rizzo is hitting like no other. And for some reason, it's still not enough. And it has to be aggravating. I get it. Because countless times, I study for a test, you know, for six hours. I study the whole night. I pull an all-nighter on occasion. And the scores that I get on the test just do not correlate with the amount of effort I put into it a few days before, you know? It's not like maybe I'm studying the night before, but prior to that, like two days before the test, and I still don't do as well as I wanted to, right? So sometimes the effort does not pay off, and I think that's what we're seeing in this Yankees lineup right now, is that you have a bunch of guys who are springing out in the spring, and it just hasn't been showing, and it just has not accumulated to their wins, which is unfortunate, but I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing because you got to look at the positive. Hey, like at least they're hitting, you know, at least the guys are going down strong. Um, But yeah, but besides hitting wise, the starting rotation has just been, you know, pretty solid. It just can't hold up big hitter lineups like the Rays, which is something that I guess now with no shift and everything is something that one really has to pay attention to, right? So, that might be a little bit of a setback there, but let's talk about some positives and negatives right now for the Yankees. On the positive side, they're putting up a fight. They're not going down by getting shut out, you know, they're scoring runs, um, and yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That's what you want. They kept a really tight score in a couple of those games, uh, and it's still early. You know, this is only May. The middle of May, I want to say now, it's May 15th today, you got a lot of baseball left until the end of the season, obviously, but you still got about, you know, a month and a half until the second half of the season starts. So I don't think it should be a huge worry right now. But I get it. You know, I get that when you have players like this, you want to be performing better. Um, Unfortunately, sign of the times just hasn't been working out that way. But there's still a whole lot of baseball left and you really got to pull through, you know, because the rest of May could be either really good or really bad for the Yankees. They play against the Blue Jays, another division team. They start today. You got to at least split the series there or hopefully win it, right? They play against the Reds. That should be an easy series win. The Orioles are doing great right now. You know, I won't be as surprised if the Yankees lose that series, but I'll be worried if they do not you know, then they go and play the Padres, who maybe aren't playing as well right now, but still a really heavy-hitting team that this Yankees bullpen, or not bullpen, but pitching in general, may not be well against. Um, And then they ended off with the Mariners, started off with the Dodgers in June. So really, (laughs) the rest of May can go either way for the Yankees, and I'm just excited to see which Side, um, it goes on. But yeah, so those are some of those positives. Another thing is that you either get Oswald Peraza or Josh Donaldson back soon. Either one of those guys. Um, I, some of me does think that Josh Donaldson will be activated and then they're going to send Peraza down. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Peraza is kind of just getting in the swing of it. And although injured now, I think he could be really helpful and really useful to the lineup right now but that's just me personally I just don't know if they're gonna pick him over Josh Donaldson who's been a guy in this league for a while so up in the air right now but those yeah like I said those are some of those positives there moving on to the negatives that I usually don't like to talk about but hey we always got to talk about the Yankees are currently four out of eight in one run games this month four out of eight that's not so great. That's that's half. You're maybe saying, well, that's fifty percent, but fifty percent on a test is what an F exactly. So that's not really good. Um, yes, they are putting up a fight, but they can't really take them down, um, which is something that you don't want to see. Another thing, pitchers are still on the IL. You see, both of those really nice name players that the Yankees acquired, Carlos Rodon and Luis Severino, being two of them have not yet pitched to the caliber that the Yankees signed them or the Yankees wanted them to pitch, unfortunately. So I think a lot of missing puzzle pieces in that department. And it's unfortunate, right? Because nobody, injuries are a horrible thing in sports worldwide. Um, And I think here is a time where you really wish that you had those two guys right now. So that's a little bit of some positives and negatives for you there, um, according to the Yankees, to close off this topic. I I just want to say that it's not, it's not nice for the Yankees right now. They're in the bottom 10 in batting average, on-base percentage, and hits. Bottom 10. Sure, they're not the last five, they're not the last two, but the bottom 10 for a Yankees team that you probably know every guy in the lineup's name. Heavy hitters, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, um, Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Volpe, Harrison Bader are guys that could hit, and when you're not excelling in the department that you're supposed to, it's a little bit unfortunate. So, like I said, uh, just kind of, not the lack of effort for the Yankees is the problem, but execution per se. Unfortunately, things have just not just worked in their way. Hopefully this month they can turn it around and actually, you know, get off to a really good, you know beginning of the month in June and ended out strong, but it's really just going to be up in the air at this point. But that's what I got to say about the Yankees. Um, Just eager to see how this month ends, really. Moving on to another team in that division, is it too early to say it's the Rays' year? Let me give you one simple answer in one word. Yes. (laughs) it's may 15th it's currently five sixteen p.m we have played approximately what like 45 baseball games not even because they play less than that probably around 30 around you know maybe high 30s i think it's definitely way too early you got over 100 games left and anything can happen and where have we seen it in pittsburgh remember uh, just like a few weeks ago when everybody was going crazy that like, oh my god the Pittsburgh Pirates are real this year like this is an unbelievable team where are they now yeah I guess they're what second place still but they've lost like I think they're 4-8 and eight in the last 10 in the last 10 games I want to say let, let me check on that right now because that's something that I really wanted to talk about they're 2-8 and eight. In the last 10 games, they've only won two of them. They've currently moved to second place because of that. So it was a bloop, all right? Who's to say that this thing with the Rays isn't? Maybe the Rays team has a lot more, has better players, okay? You can argue that. They have a better pitching system, but anything can happen in baseball. And I'm not putting down on the Rays. It's not that I don't like them. I love the Rays. I love Randy Rosarena. I love the Rays team at whole. Isaac Paredes. But I do think that we should not get ahead of ourselves, you know. But I'm also not saying that it's not fun to go and, you know, cheer on this team who has, which has been just unbelievable so far. Um, But I'm just saying, let's not get too ahead of ourselves there. Uh, The Rays are only four games ahead of the Orioles in first place. So, That's really not too much of a cushion, just because the Orioles have a really good team as well, and the rest of their May, eh, they could probably win it. They could probably end it on a good term. They start the series against the Angels today, hopefully take the win, then they play the Blue Jays, maybe a little bit on the struggle bus, go back and play the Yankees. Again, two series that are going to be hard for them, but playing against the Rangers and the Guardians to finish off the month, I will not be surprised if the Orioles win both of those series. So, it could really look either way for them as well, but I'm just saying that I don't think the Rays have enough cushion to get over their head right now. Um, That's really that, especially when they have a relatively hard rest of the month. They play the Mets, who aren't doing too well, yes, but The Mets also have really good guys on their team. The Brewers, who have been a little bit underrated uh, per se. Uh, The Blue Jays, who are in the division. uh, Again, I reiterate that those division games are really essential. The Dodgers, who continue to show that LA has a really good baseball team and end it with the Cubs, which that series could go either way for them. So it's really just a matter of staying consistent and staying consistent for the rest of the season, which is like, what, four plus months, it's going to be hard. So, that's what I got to say about that. The good news for them in that case is that three of those series are at home. So, they do have a little bit of an advantage there, um, especially with those divisional games. So, like I said, could go either way, but right now they just continue to be the best team in baseball. They're first in batting average. They're first in on base percentage. They're first in what slugging, OPS, and ERA. Let's not forget about the pitching. Um, so yeah, like on paper they're the best team in baseball. Standing wise they're the best team in baseball. You watch them, and you could you could really prove why they are. Um, but I'm just saying, division games matter, especially in this um AL East division. They go on to play the Orioles in uh let's see. I don't think they play the Orioles in a while, I want to say. They do not play the Orioles until June 20th, mid-June. So they got about a little bit more than a month. But let's keep in mind that they lost that series with the Orioles. So Again, speaking on divisional games, that's essential. When you can't win within your division, everything else may not even count. And they also recently just split this series with the Yankees. Yes, they did win the previous one. They, win the pre- they won the previous one, but they split this one. So really key and really, really essential to pay attention, baseball fans, to those division games. Um... But other than that, they've just been great. I mean, Yandi Diaz continues doing what he does. Randy Orozarena, hot from Team Mexico, just keeps coming and delivering. There are no breaks for him. Wander Franco is just doing <laughs> what we saw like two years ago. So, really good stuff there. On the unfortunate side, a lot of things have happened, according to injuries, recently not in their favor Yandy Diaz recently left the game, left Sunday's game against the Yankees, left groin tightness. He's getting an MRI today. Don't really know what the status is on that yet, but that could be really detrimental to that team. On the pitching side, Rasmussen and Clevenger are on the I.L., already suffering injuries with the pitching. Um, It could really affect this team, right? Because Although they are leading, N.E.R.A. Rasmussen had a really big part to do with that. So I'm not saying this is automatic. You know, this team is going downhill after having three guys put on the injured list. No, but it could really affect them. So maybe in the slightest, but this Orioles team is looking pretty hot. So we'll see about that. But yeah, that's what I gotta say about the Rays. I'm again, I'm not bashing them. I'm not you know, saying that they're just not a good team and that people are overreacting. I don't think so. I just think that there's a lot of baseball left, but I do think they're currently, I mean, they are the best team in baseball and they're having fun doing it. So I really like what the Rays are producing this year. I just hope it's consistent and hope they can keep it up. Moving on, let's move it over to the National League where we're going to talk about how the Dodgers just show up the Padres even after they just made fun of them. So let's talk about that if you do not know, recently when the Dodgers played in San Diego, um, they threw out a meme out there on the scoreboard of Clayton Gershaw. A lot of fans, a lot of players had some things to say about that, but I think what really mattered was just how the Dodgers put them in their place at, in LA. Um, and it was really interesting series to watch. The Dodgers swept the Padres in LA and It was everything and more you wanted if you were a Dodgers, if you are a Dodgers fan. Trevor May, exceptionally well against these Padres. He's gone 12 scoreless innings this season against San Diego. That's really good and it's something you really want to see out of Trevor May. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think that this Dodgers team started off rough. Yes, they didn't, weren't on that hot start. The Diamondbacks were doing really well. But now, I think they kind of flipped the switch, and now they just are proving that LA has always had this team, and they are doing really well. I mean, the consistency in hitting, um, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts getting those really good at-bats and really hot hits over there. Will Smith starting to heat up a little bit. Um, Yeah, just everybody really contributing, especially on the defensive side. You see Julio Arias making double plays out there. So, just a really well-rounded team and maybe that's something that the Dodgers have always been and that's why a lot of the times you hear people say that they're overrated or you know all of this stuff but you go and watch the game this is America's perfect team yes they don't always win their games yes they had some really bad sprints but at the end of the day you look at them and you're like man this team consistently hits this team um The fielding has been really great, especially with James Outman, who just continues to crush it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's everything you want and more, like I said, if you are an LA fan. And the rest of this month looks attainable. So honestly, I will not be surprised if the Dodgers pull through and take that crown from Tampa Bay. But it's going to be exciting. I just think it's really fun to watch the Dodgers and kind of just show everyone that you know, you can call them overrated all you want, but they're amazing with runners and scoring position, which is something very hard to do and something that not a lot of teams can do. So just continue to be such a good baseball team. Um, and that's, I think what the Dodgers have been known for recently, not recently, but for a long time. So just wanted to talk about that. Uh, let's see. Let's end it with our topics, and then we're going to move on to the standings, but let's talk about a guy who has been under the radar, maybe because he's been injured for a while, maybe because he's a little bit older, Michael Brantley. If you don't remember him, Michael Brantley is a five-time all-star with the Houston Astros on currently a one-year, $12 million deal, I assume, um, And I grew up watching Michael Brantley. I loved watching Michael Brantley, especially in the outfield, especially in 2019. Um, He had some really good sprints there. So to see him now, unfortunately, like just the bad luck I feel like that he's gotten. Uh, If you don't know, Michael Brantley has been injured for a while now. Uh, He's an Astros outfielder, 35 years old, a really well-known veteran, and he currently is having shoulder problems as his shoulder is inflamed, Um, and the unfortunate thing here is that he's already had surgery on that shoulder, so he spent the whole offseason rehabbing to get ready for the 2023 season and to just, you know, have to deal with this again and now is so devastating. And I, I truly feel for the guy, uh, just because I feel like he's, he's an amazing player. Um, and you just want to go back to how you played in prior years, but unfortunately the injuries have had another, um, have had thoughts of their own and just have not worked out for him. Uh, so currently he is shut down for an indefinite period of time. There's really no timeline for this guy. So, um, yeah, I think, it, it's just it's really upsetting just because uh, career-wise he's been great really batting average of 298 795 ops with an obp of 356 you know obviously not um astounding numbers but he's been pretty well with the astros um and yeah just a veteran guy obviously he's you know he's traveling with the team so the presence is still there but you really sometimes need that in an outfield especially um in that astros outfield Yeah, they have Kyle Tucker, um, Chas McCormick, McCormick, uh, who else, Jordan Jordan Alvarez, you cannot get enough of, but those are also relatively younger guys. So to kind of throw in um, a veteran guy like Michael Brantley from time to time really like puts your team together. And unfortunately, that just has not been the case. And he hasn't played a game since June 26th of 2022. So at this point, you don't really know what the rest of his career looks like uh, you know, 35 years old, kind of, I don't want to say gearing towards the end, but this is the time where you see a lot of guys kind of shift their roles, shift their positions from not being everyday guys, so, um, yeah, just, like, unfortunate news there, and I feel like I should have touched on it, just because, I mean, like I said, like, he's a veteran guy, he has dealt with various injuries, He has had his amazing seasons where he has been an all-star, and then this year to kind of just battle with an ongoing injury, especially when you've already had a procedure done, is really difficult, so I feel for the guy, and I just wanted to kind of touch on that, and hopefully we haven't seen the last of Michael Brantley. Um, Yeah, I don't think the second he gets back, he's going to be an everyday guy just because the Astros have fresh blood out there, so... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to really touch on that. Um, and that's where that is on Michael Brantley, if you guys have been wondering. But yeah, so that really ends it with our topics for this episode. Now talking about my favorite part, the standing overviews. Let's kind of go in order of how Google set this up for us. Let's go with the AL Central. The AL Central has arguably been the easiest division ever. The Twins, Guardians, Tigers, White Sox, Royals. That's in order. The Twins are in first place. Three and a half games above the Guardians. Okay. Then the Tigers, who are four games behind. White Sox, nine and a half, and Royals, 11 and a half. So the Twins are in first place. And they currently have the lowest game percentage in first place in all of major league baseball five sixty one just under the Brewers who are five seventy five These central divisions have not been looking pretty good in major league baseball so far, so um yeah, I mean the twins are a good team, but compared to other teams in the American League, they don't really compare um but yeah, I mean the, i you can't really argue if you're in first place, but I do think this is kind of an interesting division just because yes, the Tigers are four games back, but they could be sneaky good. I mean, recently they have been really well, which may be a little bit surprising. Last 10, they're six and four, yeah, but they also have kind of a good schedule coming up for them. They're playing against the Nationals, the Royals, the White Sox, a little bit tough there with the Rangers at the end, but those are three teams that they could easily beat. And yes, Maybe they are at the same caliber as the Tigers are, but I won't be surprised if the Tigers pull up and can sweep all three, so I'm excited for that because I do think that they could pull up in front of the Guardians and take second place, so that's what I got on the AL Central. Um, In the AL East, like I, I already, I talked about so many teams on the AL East today, but the Rays, first place, second place goes to the Orioles and the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox. Um... Just a division that's two games behind each other um I mean yeah, I think that they you know each team is just playing over 520 um, over 500 definitely so it's it's gonna be a competitive division, especially um with the Rays and the Orioles getting in that mix this year as well so excited to see where that goes. The AL West, we got the Rangers in first place, who are four games ahead of the Astros. The Astros kind of continue those struggles, 5-5 and in their last 10. Um, Yeah, just this Astros team has not really shown much this year, unfortunately, but uh, the Rangers 7-3 and in their last 10, and that's even um, on a few of those tougher games. They just got off a really good win, series win, against the Athletics, um, and then played, prior to that, play the Mariners and Angels, so a few of those easier teams definitely helped, but on to play the Braves today may be a little bit tricky, um, and then they go on to play the Rockies, Pirates, Orioles, and end it with the Tigers, so I think easily attainable those last few series there, so, um, expecting to see more consistent, or not more consistency, but, um, more wins for the Rangers. Uh Angels in third place, Mariners in fourth place, and A's in fifth place. Obviously, as they've only won nine games. <laughs> um, let's move on to the National League, where we got some teams struggling a little bit, a little bit on that struggle bus. The NL East, who usually has a competitive division, it's really always been Braves, Mets, Phillies, Braves, Phillies, Mets. In this case, the Mets are in fourth place. Um they're twenty and twenty-one currently, four and six in their last ten, and they are struggling. I think it's safe to say that. Unfortunately, they just have not been doing well. Um They are look it's looking like currently they're currently playing the Washington Nationals as we speak, and it's looking like they're gonna split this series. Um yeah, they lost the series to the Reds. And they lost the series to the Rockies. And they lost the series and got swept by the Tigers. <laughs> if you're a Mets fan, you're like, what the heck is going on? We're supposed to be winning these games. These are easy series. And they just haven't been winning. And I hate to say it, but the rest of the month isn't looking too good. Because they play some pretty difficult teams. Um, And if they couldn't win against teams who aren't fairly ranked high, it might be a little bit difficult. So... Um. Yeah, that's a little bit unfortunate, but let's talk about the first place Braves, who are just safe and sound. Uh, the Braves are just such a good team, five games above the Phillies. I think that's where you can determine that you have a fairly well cushioned cushion um, above the Phillies, who are currently at 500, the Marlins, the Marlins. If you haven't heard me talk enough about the Marlins, I love the Marlins, and I think that they are a good sneaky team. And it's looking like they could probably sneak in to second place. They're only a half a game behind the Phillies right now. And the rest of their month looks slightly easy. (laughs) They play the Nationals starting tomorrow, Tuesday. I think they can win that series. They play the Giants. Maybe a little bit difficult, but I won't be surprised if the Finns pull ahead. Then they play the Rockies and the Angels really good attainable games and then they end it with the Padres the only reason I'm saying that this is attainable is because the Padres haven't been doing fairly well so far so again I think these fish might be something worth talking about um let's talk about the rest of the National League uh the NL Central who it really is just is what it is at this point the brewers are on top recently one game and a half above the pirates who just it was a fluke. it was a fluke everyone because it i mean they're two and eight in the last ten and maybe they could you know end the series and the end the month in a high because they play the Tigers, and they play the Diamondbacks, and actually, maybe not, (laughs) um, yeah, I just, you know, I really was never on that Pittsburgh train, and this is why, you know, the Cubs are at third place, and the Reds follow, and the Cardinals still sit at last place, although they are six and four in the last ten, it's just not enough, and unfortunately, They play the Dodgers and the Brewers in their next two series. The end of their month looks fairly easy, so maybe they could pull it out then. But, hey, it's going to be hard right now going into the next two weeks. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. And to finish it off with our NL West, we have the Dodgers at first place 8-2 in their last 10. What more can you say? Uh, Then the Diamondbacks are at second, Padres at third, Giants at fourth Rockies and last and really that just is what it is that I and Max have been proven to be a really good team cannot hold up though to stay in front of the Dodgers um but yeah so that's really what we got in those standings let's talk about our hit or miss teams of the week the hit team I talked about them pretty much the whole entire episode the Los Angeles Dodgers who silenced the crowd really because when they got off to a not so good start early on in the season you heard the yep i knew they were always overrated they never really um were a good team but now look at them now look at them they're in first place they're a couple of games ahead beho- before the second place team and they're looking really well right now they are i just finished watching i watched all three of those Padres Dodgers games and let me tell you the Dodgers are for real so honestly I just think that this is just a really good team. But I do think it will be put to the test the end of this month as it doesn't really look so easy for them. I mean, they're playing the Twins who can put up a fight. The Cardinals, although in last place, can also do some really good damage. The Braves, yeah, yeah. They go from the Braves to the Rays. You got the best team in the National League to the best team in the American League. Um, So, yeah, I think... It's really going to be a test there, but I won't be surprised if they come out on top. And my missed team, unfortunately, is going to be the San Diego Padres. Because what the heck is going on? Like, yes, it is the Dodgers, but to get swept, um, it's just not looking too great. Maybe they can turn it around as they set to face the Royals tomorrow. And then the Red Sox and Nationals could be really good for them. But then they finish out the month against the Yankees and Padres, so, <laughs> the Yankees and Padres, against the Yankees and the Marlins, so really could be a hit or miss there for them, haha, <laughs> do you get it, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I have not liked the way that this team looked against LA, it was not really great, um, and then just losing that series prior to that to the Twins too, uh, did not like, so they're gonna be my miss team, but things can change in the next week and we'll probably have some new hit or miss teams there. So yeah, that's really it for this week's episode. Um, Next episode will be released on Monday. We're going to stick to weekly um, podcast episodes as of now. Maybe it'll change by next month. But uh, we'll have one Monday baseball episode, talking all things baseball, and then a Cubs episode episode mixed in into the week as well this week our cubs episode will be on thursday uh recapping those twins and astro series to see how it goes there so anyways thank you guys again so much for listening and you will hear from me next week goodbye